0: Hi, I'm Steve Clemens, and I have a question. After almost 20 years, America is leaving Afghanistan. But what is it leaving behind? Let's get to the bottom line. In the heat of the moment after the attacks of 9-11, the United States declared war on Afghanistan in 2001. The immediate goal was to fight al-Qaeda, but the long-term goals were lofty. And I quote, to create a sovereign democratic Afghanistan that's at peace with itself. Well, two decades later, with countless lives lost and more than a trillion dollars spent, it really doesn't look like any of those things are likely. The Taliban, whom the U.S. has been fighting the entire time, is poised to take over most of the country city by city. The government that Washington has propped up and the military that it trained could be gone with the wind in the short term. As for sovereignty, different actors are pushing Afghanistan this way and that, and that includes India, Pakistan, China, Iran, and of course the United States. So for a poor country that's been at war for more than 40 years, just how likely is there ever to be an Afghanistan that is at peace with itself and its neighbors? And is America leaving it in better shape than it found it? Fortunately, we're joined by people who have all the answers. Andrew Basevich, professor emeritus at Boston University, retired colonel in the U.S. Army and author of America's War for the Greater Middle East. He's also the co-founder and president of the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. And joining me here in the studio is Hashim Waratyar, a writer and analyst on international affairs and former spokesman for the United Nations in Afghanistan. Let's start with a clip from Pentagon spokesman John Kirby.
1: It's their country to defend now. This is their struggle. The, the commander in chief has given us a new mission, and that mission is to draw down by the end of this month, and that's where we're moving to. What it looks like beyond that, I'm simply not going to speculate. But this is their country; these are their these are their military forces; these are their provincial capitals; their people to defend, and 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 it it's really going to come down to the leadership that they're willing to exude here at this particular moment.
0: Professor Bacevich, let me start with you. I, I remember reading your work and and writing and concerns about. Uh, not only the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war, but as, as well as the Afghanistan war, for, for a very long period of time. Now we seem to be at a punctuation point where this is coming to a close. Do you feel satisfied that America uh, should be leaving with it? its held up high, or did we make very big mistakes in getting as involved as we did?
1: Oh, the mistakes are, are ghastly. Uh, sadly, the people of Afghanistan are going to uh, pay the price. Uh, the, the project that you described, the nation-building project, uh, I think was misguided from the outset. Uh, and I think that, uh, that President Biden's decision to terminate the American war, which doesn't imply American involvement, uh, but to terminate the American war in Afghanistan was long overdue.
0: Hashim, I know that you um, have a perspective that right now that America came in with uh, promises that it made to uh, the Afghan people, that it tried to set things on a different course. How do you feel at this moment of American departure? Are we are, are are we culpable with what is unfolding now in the country as we see city after city fall to the Taliban?
2: Thank you very much. Yes, the United States had clear uh, definitions and objectives when it invaded Afghanistan after 9-11. But unfortunately, it also followed a number of mistakes that this country uh, uh, made in Afghanistan, not only the United States but the international community. Uh, the United States uh, fought the Taliban in Afghanistan but did not address the safe havens in the sanctuaries uh, in uh, Pakistan, who provided equipments and trained the Taliban, not only the Taliban, but what the other terrorist groups um, who were backed uh, by the Pakistani establishment and fought in Afghanistan and posed threats to the governance uh, to the security, to the democracy, and to the lives of Afghanistan, but also post threat to the international community. And the $33 billion that the United States paid to the government of Pakistan, and in return, what what the United States took. The United States took like uh, uh, unfortunately 2003 had in americans were killed in afghanistan by the haqqani network funded and supported by the uh, pakistan establishment this is not something that we say but that is something that the government of pakistan the former and current leaders of pakistan confirmed that they trained al-qaeda they supported right. the taliban and that is what the, united, the, 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 the pakistani did not only to the afghans but also to the united states now unfortunately the united states signed a deal with the Taliban, but that was not a peace deal. Right, that was a withdrawal deal with the with the Taliban. But this was a puzzle of a nation that was hardly a country because of the divisions
0: with proxy conflicts set on top. What would have been the approach you would have advised after nine eleven to get this right?
1: Well, uh, l- l- let me add one footnote to what Hashim said, in terms of enumerating our errors, uh, a crucial one. Uh, is that before the job was done in Afghanistan, however we define the job, the Bush administration decided it was a great idea to invade Iraq in two thousand and three and embark upon an even more ambitious nation-building exercise in an in an equally divided country about which, again, we uh, understood very little. so we we cannot forget the enormity of the error. Of the Iraq War, what should we have done? I think what we should have done. I think I think it was necessary, and I think most people agreed that it was necessary uh, for us to uh, to demonstrate that any entity government uh, that provided a safe haven to terrorists intent on attacking the United States that that government was going to pay a very very heavy price, and therefore, yes post 9/11 it was necessary to punish the Taliban. I think where 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 we made a mistake was having uh, imposed that punishment uh, then embarking upon the grandiose uh, nation-building exercise that we have been pursuing. I think it would have been uh, far wiser uh, in the in the aftermath of overthrowing the Taliban uh, to uh, allow Afghans to negotiate some type of settlement, however tentative, perhaps temporary, and then get out of the way. So we've got Admiral uh, Kirby announcing that the future of Afghanistan belongs to the Afghans. True enough. Uh, but if it was true today, it was also true in 2001 and 2002. Uh, and we should have appreciated that uh, way back then, almost 20 years ago. Right.
0: Well, part of that reality, Hashim, which you just laid out, is that the future of Afghanistan also rests with Pakistan, also rests with India, also rests with other powers in the country. How should we approach the, the dynamics of, of those conflicts? What is your recommendation when it comes to thinking about, the you know, we've got Iran, you've got, you've got Pakistan, you have India, you have China. You know, and, and, and Afghanistan stuck
2: as a, in, a, in a vice in the middle of them. What, what should be done? Well, well, actually, let's have a clear distinction. Mm-hmm. One is the issue of Afghanistan. Uh, of course, that is the responsibility of the Afghans, that they have to take care about it. But the other thing is the fighting against the global terrorism. Right. The Afghan government is not fighting only the Taliban. With the Taliban, there are a number of international terrorist groups. It's not only about Afghanistan, but that is a threat that will be posed and that is posed to the international community in much larger and also to, to the region. If it was the issue of Afghans, the Afghans would have taken care of it, or and, and, and it should take care about the issues within Afghanistan, but it is about the global uh, jihad, it's about the global terrorism so, uh, in Afghanistan. Now, Now that the United States signed a withdrawal deal with the Taliban, after that, the government and the Afga- Afghanistan is in transition from fighting terrorism mm-hmm. to this, to be a center of global jihadists against the West, against the Europe and against the world. And that is something worrying. And that should not be responsibility relied on the shoulders of the Afghan people and Afghan government and Afghan security So you force. worry that this circle of history is going to repeat itself? It's actually that is the case. But what, the, what we need to highlight here is that the United States, I think, that is repeating mistakes. And that mistake is the precipitous withdrawal without proper coordination with the Afghan government to hand over the air and ground responsibilities because the Afghan government thought that. The United States has been saying since 2011 that it's withdrawing, but it's with, it's not withdrawing, but they're returning forces back to Afghanistan. This was a precipitous withdrawal, and unfortunately, this this is something that fuel uh, the war now, and here we are now. Right. So what the United States right. should have done, and also another very important point that I have to mention, the international community pressed and forced the Afghan government to release 5,000 uh, Taliban fighters, and with those 5,000 fighters, they are released, and they are seizing uh, num- nine pro- provincial capitals. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So, in, in that there was equation, a question to yeah. Hashem. Yes, go ahead.
1: Hashem, uh, my question relates to the regional situation. Uh, I, I myself don't agree that the U.S. withdrawal has been precipitous. Uh, withdrawal is what you do when you fail we have failed. But I'm interested in your thoughts on the regional context. That is to say, it seems to me, I'm not an expert here, that uh, the neighbors, Pakistan, Iran, Russia, China, do have a common interest in trying to ensure that, uh, as the United States withdraws, Afghanistan doesn't descend into absolute, absolute chaos. What are the prospects of the United States Encouraging, working with, incentivizing uh, the neighbors of Afghanistan to, to collaborate, right. however modestly, in ensuring some semblance of stability in Afghanistan after the U.S. military is gone?
2: Thank you, Andrew. That's a great question. The region, number one, it does not have a consensus about Afghanistan. Number two, the countries of the region, they are in dilemma. First, like Iran, Russia, and a little bit China, they were trying to get the United States out of Afghanistan, get the United States' bases out of Afghanistan, because especially the Iran, they were feeling threat from the U.S. bases in Afghanistan that they didn't want to have it, uh, apart from having U.S. bases in Erbil, Iraq, and other countries of the Middle East. Now Iran, whether Russia, China and Pakistan, they feel like a threat from the Taliban if they take over because Taliban having a excellent like a, a tight relationship with the Islamic groups of Turkestan East right. Turkestan in Afghanistan and the, those groups targeted eight Chinese engineers in Pakistan and it's also being seen right. that they have attacked but Hashem, Hashem aren't yeah. you
1: aren't you now identifying? A common interest of Afghanistan's neighbors mm-hmm. that can provide a basis for them to uh, collaborate in minimizing the negative
0: consequences of the American failure. but let me let me kind of take it one step further. You know one of the parts of the mission that got morphed into the reaction, after 911 was the was the democracy project was raising the aspirations of people telling them that we were going to modernize the country i remember richard holbrook working to look on uh, uh, you know how you change the kind of products and agriculture that you had in the country to try to build a very different form of commerce uh, in the nation. I heard David Petraeus had captains that were acting like mayors throughout the country. We saw women, many of whom I know, uh, who were educated and promised and given a very different different element. And I guess my question to both of you, which is which is another element of this question, is 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 it disingenuous of the United States? You know, to, to, be, to go into places like this and talk about democracy, raise the aspiration of the people and say, you can have better, because we seem to be walking away from that. Professor Bacevich?
1: Well, I mean, it's a version of imperialism. Uh, this was an imperial project. Uh, it, it, it began on the uh, assumption that Afghans need our help, that Afghans are incapable of governing their own country. And so here come the Americans with democracy and market economics and technology and and human rights uh, that we presumed we could bestow on these on this backward people uh, and forgive me for using that term, but I think that was implicit uh, in the attitude of the Americans, and their coalition partners as they embarked upon this project. Uh, and that project has, has, has failed. There's simply no question about it. Uh, and, and that's why it seems to me that the time has come to terminate the war, which, uh, to emphasize, does not end American responsibility for, for our failure. Mm. There is a profound moral responsibility uh, that uh, continues to exist. And I think that the, again, forgive me, somewhat half-hearted effort uh, to allow Afghans who worked with the uh, Americans to, to leave Afghanistan uh, is utterly inadequate. Uh, we need to do more on that front. And quite frankly, we, it, to the extent that we're about to see or are seeing a massive refugee crisis, similar to the refugee crisis that existed during the years of, of Soviet op, uh, occupation. right? Uh, there, too, there is a requirement for the United States to step up uh, and do what is right.
0: Hashim, I'd like to ask you the same question about the ordinary Afghan citizen that looked at the United States as delivering something different. Modernity, civil rights, social justice, uh, all of that that came by way of Education and broadening themselves, which today has put a mark on their back uh, in some of these cities What are America's responsibilities and Europe's responsibilities right now to those people that we had promised a different life?
2: well look the uh, Afghan government has like two strategic agreements with the United States one is Um, a political strategic agreement with the United States, and the other is the security agreement with the United States. Of course, the Afghans will be looking to everything because it has gone through several wars for the past 40 years, and it requires a need like education, democracy, technology, health, and so many things it requires because it it has gone through a number of several wars, and unfortunately, it's coming uh, 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 again. But we need to prioritize the priorities, okay, both for the Afghan government also for the international community also for the United States now the priority is fighting terrorism in Afghanistan mm-hmm. bringing stability to the Afghans to make sure that the Afghans live in security and to make sure that there is no threat from Afghanistan neither to the region nor to the uh, um, nor to Afghanistan also not to the uh, to the international community in, in in large and that is the area that the entire world is felt now it's not only the United States and the Afghan government because the United States, intervene in Afghanistan with the international partners in Afghanistan. It's that responsibility does not rely only uh, on the United States' shoulders. Of course, the 9-11 happened in the United States, but there are 30 uh, member states of the uh, NATO forces. What needs to happen, that is important. What should happen next... Well, yes, President Biden announced that he will withdraw from Afghanistan, and this is the responsibility on the Afghans' shoulders and also to the country of the region. Yes, countries of the region, but there's no consensus among the regions. Mm. They all feel threat from Afghanistan. They all they do not want to have a chaos in Afghanistan, an upheaval in Afghanistan, but that is coming in because there are internal adversaries within right. the region, like India and China, Saudi and Iran, and a number of other countries. But now. These countries feel that there will be a void in Afghanistan, and that is a big problem uh, uh, not only for Afghanistan and for the region. And the United, well, for a number of years, the the Russians and Chinese and the Iranians they were thinking that the United States should withdraw from Afghanistan. But now they feel that no, the United States should not withdraw because this is it's not a responsible withdrawal, Mm -hmm. an irresponsible withdrawal from Afghanistan, because they feel threatened from Afghanistan.
0: You know, I can, I can see that point of view. On the other hand, and I'll bring Professor Bacevich back into this, because another dimension of this that I think often doesn't get discussed is how other big geopolitical rivals of the United States looked at this. You know, and I, I'll say China for a moment, where China, uh, I've been to China, talked to Chinese leaders a lot, and they were very happy to have the United States very dragged down and saw American power somewhat contained in China. Spending a trillion dollars and not getting much for it in Afghanistan was just fine by China. And so I, I'm just sort of interested in whether or not this inflection point, where we're talking about different levels, now, you're talking about terrorism, which I understand, Hashim, we're also talking about the Afghan people and what they were promised and had hopes of. But there's another geostrategic dimension about America's place in the world and what it can do now. And I guess the question I have is, America, is, is, is it more able now to impact global affairs in a positive way by not being so uh, bogged down in Afghanistan, so to speak, uh, Professor Basevich?
1: Well, the international agenda is pretty crowded right now. Uh, I mean, the potential collapse of the government in Kabul, a big deal, uh, is only one concern. Climate change would be another big deal uh, that poses a threat to to all of us.
0: Mm.
1: It seems to me that if we are at an inflection point, uh, it's an inflection point that Uh, points to an imperative of creative diplomacy. Uh, We don't even have diplomatic relations Mm. uh, with Iran. Mm. And yet Iran certainly uh, inherits the catastrophe, one of the countries that inherits the catastrophe of U.S. policy in Afghanistan. We need to be engaging with Iran, Pakistan, however difficult that may be, the mm-hmm. other countries in the region, they, they may up to this point have not understood that they have a common interest in collaborating to prevent anarchy uh, from prevailing in Afghanistan. They should see that now. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be encouraged. Again, it's a diplomatic issue, not a military one. They should be encouraged to find ways to, uh, to, to collaborate. And we right. should be willing to participate in an effort, uh, not in terms of of, of, of of military action, but in terms of other action to address the consequences of our failure.
0: Hashim, thank you for that. Hashim, in our last minute or so, I'd love to get um, essentially some strategic counsel from you as well. Uh, I don't know what's going to unfold in Afghanistan, what's going to unfold in Kabul, and, and if you were to be honest, right now things don't look good. But as you sort of look ahead, and given what you just talked about, which was a, the threat of a, glo- a new global, empowered, turbocharged, you know, terror network emanating from from this country. What is your advice? Uh, you know, given where things are, we're out of Afghanistan. It's going to happen. Well, what is your
2: advice now? Well, number one, well, in international relations, like when one country intervenes in another country for the positive things and also with the, with a good heart. Some adversaries and foes around, they feel like they have some other agendas. Mm-hmm. So what needs to happen in Afghanistan is that there should be a common common song sheet drawn together with other actors, of the regional actors right. and internationals, together that, look, there is a threat, there will be a threat right. in Afghanistan, and that threat will not be only for Afghans. It will also not only be with the United States. This threat will be for the region and for the world. So let's come together and address the challenges. That's number one. Number two, Pakistan. Pakistan is playing actors, right. actors on Afghanistan and the international community should address these challenges in Pakistan to make right. sure that the threat is not expanded to Afghanistan and further to the, to the world. Number three, Yes the United States intervened in Afghanistan not only for the safety of, of, of uh, Afghanistan but the safety and security of the world do you think that now there is no threats from Afghanistan to the world it's absolutely there the level of the threats now in Afghanistan is much more higher than it was uh, in 2001 so the killing of Osama right. bin Laden does not bring any things so the the, right. the legacy of the legacy and ideology of terrorism still there in Afghanistan oh well thank you for that Andrew Bacevich, president of the Quincy Institute for Responsible
0: Statecraft, and Hashim Wadatyar, Afghanistan analyst here in Washington, D.C., thanks to both of you for being with us today. So what's the bottom line? Twenty years ago, America had no choice but to attack those who attacked it on 9-11. But war is complicated, and in Afghanistan, the United States and its partners raised expectations really high for the people there. They spoke of a democratic future, without solving any of the underlying tensions that the nation faces, especially the ethnic divide and also the proxy war between India and Pakistan. So now Afghanistan is just as divided as ever. Half of the people prefer the Taliban and hope they take over soon. The other half, of course, don't want to live under Taliban rule. But last time, the Taliban government didn't have much support and recognition from many countries. It was isolated. This time, Beijing and others, and maybe even Washington, may be okay with what's unfolding. And after all this, it doesn't look like America has really learned the main lesson, which is to stop over-promising and under-delivering. And that's the bottom line.